I think another one of the big questions that we think about when we think about teaching in general as well as teaching with inquiry in particular is the idea of not just which questions get asked but who gets to ask as well as answer the questions in our class. I think when you have kids coming into classes these days, they are used to a fundamentally interactive world. They are used to being able to go online through all their different social media and interact with uh, with their friends or anybody else online that they feel uh, you know interested in talking with. And when they come into a classroom, if they don't feel like they have that same sense of power, then I think with the millennial generation, which is also known as Gen Y sometimes, you will find that the kids just really withdraw and are kind of waiting it out until they get to the end of the class and can kind of move on into the rest of their day. This is a class, this is a group, this is a generation that has essentially been fed on the idea of, uh, of interactivity, of being able to challenge and question uh, the ideas that they find presented to them by going online. A guy like Don Tapscott has done a lot of interesting work recently about the, the nature of this generation and one of the things that he finds is that they are a generation that is uh, that, that likes to really be able to scrutinize things which at the heart of it means that they like to be able to ask questions about whether something is true or why something is the way it is or why something didn't happen in some other way. And so when they come into the class, I think very quickly they, they begin to develop expectations as to whether this is a class that wants to hear what they have to say, uh, that wants to give them a chance to be able to help to create the experience of the classroom. I'm not certainly suggesting that I give my class over to the kids, but at the heart of it is the ability of teaching them to generate the kinds of questions that they need to be able to ask to learn and engage with the material on the page and in the world and in the workplace that they need to be able to confront as they move off into their lives. So this idea of who asks the questions comes up in the class in a lot of different ways and you see that playing out in the book as well. One of the things that I, I think we look at is who gets to ask the questions around the bigger and larger units. And what I'll sometimes do with something like that is give them the, some of the subjects, uh, for instance, the subject of relationships, and ask them to generate the kinds of questions that we might look to, to try to answer over the course of that unit. Um, and that way I help to ensure that they feel like they have some seat at the table, then they feel like they are getting a chance to ask some of the questions that really are more urgent to them, and then when we go through the book, Romeo and Juliet, or whatever other book we might be reading, then the kids have a sense that this is relating to questions that they really have uh, in, their, in their own minds and in their own lives. I think sometimes I'm not qualified to facilitate the discussion to be able to answer and respond to some of those questions. So one, uh, one of the th techniques that I do, you see this in the book in a, in a place or two, is to bring outside people into the class. This last year, for instance, when we were reading Antigone, uh, we, were, we were talking about the nature of the law, since Antigone talks about you know human law versus God's law versus higher laws and so on and so forth. And she talks about the notion of whether Creon, as the leader of the country, is in a position to, to establish laws that supersede those of God. And I thought this is a really interesting subject since kids are often, you know, have complicated relationships with authority. And so what I did is I brought a lawyer into the class and his assignment, as it were, um, thankfully he wasn't on billable hours for the class, uh, his assignment for the class was to facilitate a discussion around the question of, of where do laws come from and, and what purpose do they serve in our society. 
And I think in that respect, one of the things that the book talks about is not only allowing kids to ask the questions that they want, but making room in the class for the discussions that kids need to have around those ideas, but then also to use those questions and those ideas to facilitate not just their understanding of the book, but their writing as well. So when they come out of a discussion like that with, with in this case, the lawyer's name was Brian Stubbs, when they come out of a discussion with Mr. Stubbs and, and have their notes on that, then they're prepared to write a very insightful or at least more insightful paper around that subject than they might have otherwise. So this, this question of who gets to ask the questions as well as what questions get asked in the world, what it boils down to is that with this generation in particular, uh, which Don Tapscott and some others define uh, as running from 13 up through 26, uh, they expect to be have a seat at the table and to be able to help ask and shape and, and, and respond to those questions. And I think if we don't make room for that in our class, then we do so at our own peril. So that is a response to the question of who gets to ask the questions in the class and which questions are asked.